Control. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Central. How are you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast since 2006 with the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. We're on air with RTE and online via your favourite podcasting app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, whatever it is you like to use. Uh, we also keep you up to date daily with all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. This is show 815 and joining me is all always is our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief, uh, Niall Kitson, in our uh, COVID kitchen today. Tell me, how are you getting on? In the COVID kitchen, yeah. I have to ask you, have you got yourself a COVID haircut yet? Oh... Oh, I, um, no, but I'm starting to look like Bono, early Bono with the mullet. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, isn't it amazing the things people miss? It's like you remember the beast from the East when people went mad for Brennan's bread. Now it's like people are going mad for barbers. It's like, just, just get me a haircut. I don't care. <laughs> My wife, when she is on Skype or on Zoom or whatever, chatting to people, will wear a hat. Yeah, not She doesn't away. want people to see the hair. <laughs> yeah, it's and, crazy. and you know what? I don't like getting my hair cut because, you know, I'm at the stage in life now and whenever, whenever I see my hair go, I'm fairly convinced I'm never going to see it again. So it's sort of like, <laughs> bye-bye, friends. <laughs> but like, now, now I'm at the stage where I, I just know I need one. You know, j- just get it done. Get it done. So is this, is this becoming a thing, COVID haircuts? Yes, it is. It's on, it's on YouTube um, because there's plenty of good videos up there for just ha- how to cut your hair. But there's lots of videos up there as well I, of the I tried to cut my hair with X scissors and look what happened to me variety. But also a lot of COVID piercing videos as well. People just taking hot needles to their ears and whatnot uh, on their own or with an unsuitably unqualified individual helping. <laughs> well, the, the, the worst one I saw was a friend of mine on Facebook. And they, they shaved all the, the kids hair and whatever and then let the, the kid shave his hair. And then halfway through, the blade broke. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That led for a very interesting photograph. I think they finished it off with scissors in the end because he couldn't go around it. He'd be arrested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he went oh, out looking like that. But anyways, anyway, listen, that's, that's, that's COVID haircuts. We're not here to talk about haircuts. We're here to talk nope. about tech. And one of the really interesting things I think with COVID-19 as we're going through it is the amount of just human ingenuity and innovation that we are seeing. People are getting this new situation and they're kind of going, okay, how are we going to work this now? And the stories that we are receiving at techcentral.ie would just blow your mind. Yeah, because we did a show like this two weeks ago. We did like 10 or 11 stories. And we, even then we realised we were just scratching the surface of what's going on out there. So uh, let's do let's do 10 more. And I guarantee you, we could have room for another 10 in another ten, oh, two weeks time. So uh, listen, okay, me, you, I'll, I'll start off then uh, with uh, geospatial data. Now, mm-hmm. I know you kind of go geospatial data. Yeah, that sounds like a thing. And I'm sure if you thought about it, you could explain it. I had to look it up. Um, okay. So geospatial data is um, it's objects, OK, with a location. So we're used to maps and roads. OK, so there are objects, there are location. We can see where they are, blah, 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 blah. But when you get into geospatial location, you then start dealing with things that move like traffic. So we're all very familiar with uh, Google Maps and, and traffic and you can see the red line and the green line and where where things are busy. But another thing that is moving is 
the COVID-19 virus. Okay, so basically you're saying that we ha- now have access to sets of data uh, that will show yep. the movement exactly. of the virus. Now, our friends at uh, ADAPT at the uh, SFI Research Centre, who we've had on the show many times, are working with Ordnance Survey. Uh, they're working with the Department of Health. And what they're doing is they're making the geospatial data here in Ireland uh, available to app developers who are developing apps to, to handle COVID-19. And a lot of the things that we're hearing in the news at the moment is... You you know, developing some kind of an app so that you'll know uh, if you've been near somebody who's had COVID-19 or is currently with COVID-19 or if they're clear of it or if you have it or whatever it happens to be. All these things are being developed at the moment. Uh, and app developers are invited to go to data.geohive.ie That's uh, G-E-O-H-I-V-E uh, data.geohive.ie if they want to take part and uh, have access to all that geospatial data. Okay, and and just uh, as an aside, um, this is sort of an open data project because you're taking data sources that have been collated and are being thrown open. Yeah. Uh, however, they are also based on linked data. So, what is what does linked data mean in relation to open data? Oh my goodness! Uh, you, uh, I didn't know. I'm going to have to look it up. No, it's quicker. You tell me. Okay, linked data is basically a standard. It just means that data sets are interchangeable and interoperable. That, you know, one thing in one set will mean the same in another. It just makes it much easier uh, to integrate data sets. And also it's sort of a standard as well. So you'll know that things have been collected in a uh, a reasonably methodical manner. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's okay. the difference between linked data and open data. Open data is sort of the big idea. Linked data is sort of the standard within it. All right. Okay. So do you have a good example of that then, do you? Yes. Why you would look at the Department of Health and Ordnance Survey Ireland. Uh, No, no, seriously, though, there have been uh, open data projects Hmm. uh, done in the Fingal area where they were looking to improve um, the standard of public services there. There is also the Smart City initiatives uh, done by Dublin City Council at the moment, which will be using Hmm. open data and linked data as well. Towards a similar thing, improving public services. But uh, there you go. There is an open data and a linked data project happening in Ireland at the moment. Uh, Another thing people are talking about is uh, our changing climate thanks to everybody staying at home yeah well this is an interesting question more a question than a project this is comes down to a blog post from the irish center for high uh, irish center for high performance computing uh, which is based in ucg i gather and this is a blog post done by paul nolan who is a, a phd out in the center for high-end computing he basically looks at a very simple and quite interesting question actually is is there a link between climate and the spread of COVID-19. And he's looked at, at the data and they've actually found that sort of kind of temperate cult, uh, countries like, you know, those in Europe, uh, England, ourselves, the US, seem to be more susceptible to COVID-19 than countries, uh, despite having very large populations that are mm. much warmer, mm. like, you know, the Philippines, Malaysia, Vietnam, but also, you know, Africa and Australia. They don't seem to be experiencing COVID-19 in the same way that we are. And he put together some very interesting data maps showing just the spread of the virus and where it's going and 
sort of positing as to various factors for why that might be the case. And climate is one of them, seeing as the, the uh, climate is uh, is getting hotter. But mm. he also looks at things like uh, ultraviolet light and also vitamin D production uh, in the body. So it's a fascinating paper. Go have a look. Uh, draw your own conclusions, right. as I say. But as a, a piece of um, a piece of research or, or sort of a primer, uh, I think it's absolutely fascinating and, and a good question to ask. One more thing on uh, big data before we move on to some uh, other good stories. And uh, Science Foundation Ireland again are involved with the Central Statistics Office and uh, they're kind of leading a, a European open data project. You were saying what's the difference between open data and, and linked data? Uh, you can imagine like with the EU, there's lots of open data available. Linking them is a nightmare because everybody speaks so many different languages. You know, and I'm not just talking about in the supermarkets and the shops or day to day in French and German and Italian and so on. Um, there's all different systems, the way countries do this thing. So uh, basically, uh, SFI, uh, together with the Central Stats Office and Ireland, are involved in this new project. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to share statistical data across Europe and get them all working to uh, what's called the RDF standard, which is a resource description framework. And that's kind of like a, a standard model for data interchange used on the internet. So if you get all the various countries talking that language, well, then you'll be able to share all of the information with everybody, regardless of what language or what country. Nice piece of innovation there from uh, uh, from Adapt. Very nice. And, and this is this sort of cross-cultural, um, cross-boundary, cross-border uh, innovation is really, you know, we're, one of the things that we hear about COVID-19 is, you know, that viruses don't care about borders. And I think this, mm. this is a, a very salient message to take away from the experience. Hence, all this wonderful international collaboration. Yes, indeed. What else have you got then? Okay, uh, we all love when we see things happening just at grassroots level, when people sort of take up the mantle and, you know, either put together their own charity effort or they, they just have a bit of get up and go about them. Uh, one wonderful example of this is the Smart EDU Club. And, you know, this is something that for parents going out of their mind trying to look after um, their their small kids at home, um, you probably are aware of the uh, the phenomenon of not being able to do your child's homework. Oh yeah. <laughs> or even understand what their homework is supposed to be. <laughs> or even understand what the what it's supposed to be. <laughs> However, um, there is a, a volunteer effort going on in Cork called the Smart EDU Challenge. And this is basically uh, an effort based on uh, a, couple of we- a couple of weeks of content shared online uh, with various activities in areas such as data encryption, code uh, GPS information systems and also drones as well. And each week, uh, a different challenge is set for kids doing the course. And, you know, the results are given out at the end of uh, at the end of each week. So I think the actual um, modules themselves wrap up uh, today, mm. the 30th. But I imagine you'll still be able to go back and go back and do each uh, each challenge. And just the answers will be posted up there already. So this is the uh, this is the work of Marinara Macarro, uh, Mark who is the founder of Smart EDU Club and she is already uh, a volunteer STEM teacher. Um, this is this also leans towards sort of a, a more STEAM model, science, technology, engineering, arts and maths. So if you've got a child and you really want to uh, give their brain something, something to do when they're not in school, this is absolutely a fantastic way to spend your mornings. Let me give you uh, a couple of very quick stories uh, all to do around with uh, charity. And actually it's something that we might be able to help and 
when I say we, it's not just you and I, but uh, the person listening to the uh, podcast as well. Uh, take a listen to this because the National Council of the Blind uh, are looking for old laptops and tablets. Now, I don't know. Do you do you have many old bits of tech lying around the house or lying around the office? I think we all do. I yeah, think we all do. Yeah. Something I, shinier comes along and you just want to retire the other thing, even though there's nothing wrong this with is it. it. And the funny thing, it's, uh, the sad thing in some ways is it's it's like, you know, uh, the smartphones, the latest iPhone will come out or the latest um, Samsung uh, Galaxy will come out and it immediately devalues the phone that you already have. And quite often to such an extent where you just kind of go, oh, it's not worth selling it. <laughs> Yeah. So then it becomes in in my house anyway. It becomes the spare phone <laughs> mm-hmm. that gets left in a, in in a drawer and then gets never gets used. And it's the same with laptops. I do the same with laptops. I do the same with tablets and all that kind of stuff. So the National Council of the Blind are looking for these old laptops and tablets. Uh, which what they will do is they are able to refurbish them uh, and for blind users and adapt them for uh, for blind users or users with a uh, uh, bad eyesight. And uh, Camera Education and Trinity Access are doing the same for students, kids who don't have access to technology at home. Yeah, and Kamara is well known for uh, their efforts in um, uh, bringing computers overseas to help with computer literacy yep. projects. And this is something that will benefit the DESH schools yes. um, in uh, areas where maybe there isn't the same level of penetration of PCs. Yep. So this is just a really nice way to help in refurbishing uh, PCs and distributing them amongst the community. So you will have Leaving Cert students who might not ordinarily have a PC in the home, will get hardware and will be able yeah. to uh, continue their studies. And Half the time with that uh, old hardware, like it just goes slow and it crawls along. But when somebody kind of takes out the hard drive, puts in an SSD drive, uh, reinstalls the operating system and just goes at it from a... The the thing generally works nice and speedy. Yeah, and will will work enough to get by. You know, we'll certainly be able to run office applications, maybe not games, but, you know, enough to be productive. Well, the students shouldn't be playing games. They should only be running the office applications. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What else have you got for us? Okay, so a couple of uh, applications for sort of a a hospital setting, uh, if you will. There is an Irish company called Mm T-Pro and what they're they're sort of uh, an e-health company and their new product, uh, eClinic Manager, allows doctors to turn regular outpatient appointments in a a clinic or or whatever, in a GP's office, into online uh, online consultations. So instead of having to wait in the waiting room, if you have a, uh, an appointment booked in, you will be seen through your smartphone, your tablet, or your desktop computer. Wow. And that that is a thing that's kind of been bubbling under, but nobody's done it. Yeah. And, you know, tele, tele, uh, telehealth has been with us for mm. quite a while in various forms, but it's, it's just a matter of, you know, it's such an acute time to actually get things yeah. into people's hands and get things that work. Yeah. So, you know, it's a wonderful time if you're in telehealth to get solutions out into the market and just show, look, this is actually going to make your life much, much easier. It's easy to learn. Mm. Just go for it. So I think uh, the wonderful idea of, you know, everyone has a smartphone, everyone has access to a PC. If you we're we're all you know uh, we can't leave the home just turn a, a one kind of appointment into another exactly idea. and and i think that's what we're seeing is te- technology has a place you, you don't want to be doing it like that all the time no. but in a lot of occasions uh, it's it's a great way of be, of being able to to work and we're seeing that left right and center um what else have i got for you uh, crew app all right this is interesting all right okay crew stands for covid-19 remote 
Early Warning System. All right. C-R-E-W, COVID-19 Remote Early Warning System. Essentially, somebody has kind of looked at this and it's a shocking stat. And I think it's one that we keep overlooking uh, at the moment is that 25 percent of the virus cases that we're dealing with at the moment are healthcare professionals. They're the Mm. doctors, the nurses, uh, the staff who are working in hospitals and care homes and everything uh, that are helping. people. They're the one who are taking... 25% 25% of all virus cases. It's unreal. Yeah. So this crew app is, is to help them. And what they do is they put a tiny little uh, digital thermometer under the armpit, which is connected to a phone or a, a smartwatch app or something like that. And it just will regularly take the temperature. And if it goes over the average, which is, uh, I think, 37, 37.2, somewhere around there, um, if it exceeds that, then it'll start measuring your temperature more often. And then if the app starts to get worried and it's kind of thinking like a half an hour later, it's going, oh, hang on a minute. You need to talk to somebody. It'll bip you. Uh, and then you can go off and you can seek help from a, a doctor, which I think is fantastic. In, in some ways, in my little warped mind, I think that that little uh, digital thermometer in your armpit will give you an electric shock. <laughs> You would. <laughs> In order to tell you to go see a doctor to get help. <laughs> but, yeah, is, but isn't it fantastic? Just something really simple, just constantly monitoring your temperature and whatever it is. And then once it, because they have shown with COVID-19 and particularly with healthcare professionals, the first thing almost is the rise in temperature. That's the yeah. giveaway. That's the tell. Yeah. And, the, and the cough. But yes, rising temperature. Yep. Um, so I think that's good. And that's an app uh, that is being developed uh, at UCC, UCC, as we speak, in Cork. And it's being trialled in Cork University Hospital. And they're having a terrific access or terrific success with that. Uh, it's called the Crew App COVID-19 Remote Early Warning System. And you can find out more about that. And all of these stories we're telling you about on our website at techcentral.ie. Over to you, now. OK, uh, going back to the GP. Uh, we have a company called Full Health Medical and they're developing a product called Flow. And their idea is to use data analytics and personalization to help reduce the amount of time GPs have to spend assessing their patients and the amount of time they spend on administrative tasks like filling out forms and just sort of, OK, here's this person sat in front of me today. No, mm. this is great for having sort of unified documents and being able to go back over somebody's health and go, oh, OK, they're generally pretty healthy so if they're presenting with a symptom like this okay it, it probably means that they're uh they're they should be put forward for either a covid test or they should be uh, hospitalized immediately or whatever whatever level of care the gp deems they need okay. so uh, you know it, it's perhaps a weakness in telemedicine that somebody can that may maybe you don't know has contacted you and said look i've got the following and it mm. sounds like okay maybe there there is something to follow up here however if uh this is a if a regular patient contacts you and you have a a more um how would you say detailed record in front of you and you've got the patient's data in front of you and uh, you see okay well they're prone to this sort of problem here this sort of problem here okay yeah these symptoms are completely out of sync with what they would normally present to me with yes let's move them along for something else however if somebody you know presents with maybe just a cough and they've got a history of presenting with coughs for example somebody might be you know an out and out hypochondriac or something mm. like that you would be able to go okay do you know what just relax you probably don't need to go forward for a COVID-19 test at this point so it's just a really nice way to uh, help triage patients 
And John, it was developed by a healthcare professional, uh, Dr. Anne Short, who was uh, an emergency medicine consultant and a, a GP as well. So she knows what she's talking about. Okay. Uh, my last one is getting away from the hospital and getting into, <laughs> getting into something far more enjoyable. Restaurants. Do you remember restaurants? Uh, <laughs> do you remember you could go somewhere and somebody else would cook and wash up? <laughs> doesn't have, some, doesn't it have something to do with delivery? Is, it, is that it? <laughs> it's not actually. Uh, one of the ideas has been going around and I think it's a terrific idea is uh, gift vouchers. Mm-hmm. All right. And what they're saying to small businesses is they're saying, okay, and, and this it, it's like everything else in theory, right? Hey, here's a great idea. Do a gift voucher, take the payment on credit card right now, and then you'll be, people can cash it in when you're back in business. So you've got a little bit of money to keep you tightening over now and so on and so forth. But you say that to the average mom and pop or a small single trader and they're going, yay, how? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Do you, yes. Know, do you know what I mean? And that's where it grinds uh, to a halt. So uh, essentially, the uh, I, I know that the Restaurant Association have gotten in on this with a, a company in the Netherlands. And they have made it super, not only have they made it really simple to use, uh, but they've also made it free to use until the start of July, uh, where you're able to get in and you start a, a very simple account. And uh, you can just stick that on your website and you say, if you'd like to buy a, a voucher for us or whatever just click this link and then that link will then take you off to the other secure website so you don't have to worry about secure socket layers or certs or the credit card processing payments or or anything like that Uh, okay it's quite a nice thing to do Okay, but I, I think there's a um, there's something interesting on the underlying technology that they're using there they, as well. Yes, with all the coding and to keep it all safe, they are using blockchain technology. There we go. That's the punchline. Uh, yeah. And it's nice actually because you, you're not listening to you know kind of uh, uh, all these dodgy currencies that are going online. This is proper euro that we're talking about, but it's yeah. using that same theory and level of encryption to keep everything super super safe uh, you get more details as that as i say on uh, on our website at uh, techcentral.ie last one from you not okay booking the trend i've got two more to mention very Whoa. quickly uh, <laughs> an irish company called s3 is yep. working on a triage and monitoring system uh, for uh, patients in a clinical setting that's that's for hospitals however okay. uh, for the rest of us a company called p3 uh, has released a app for managing social distancing in hotels in particular at sign in and check out so basically what they're working on is a system where you will just be able to walk into a hotel sign in without going to the desk check out without going to the desk it's built in social distancing if you want it um what a what a simple elegant solution apparently it was something that was going to come out uh, uh, in a while but guess what it, it happens to have social implications now so they've they've brought forward the release do you know the funny thing about that is like you kind of wonder why hasn't somebody done that already yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the thought of getting on a plane without actually checking in was just alien to us 10 years ago. Yep. Now, yep. you know, the thought of checking in before you get on a plane is, is also alien. <laughs> if you do it, do you know what I mean? Why, well, I have to queue and talk to somebody? Are you kidding me? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So yep. that's, a, that, that, that's a great story. Well, listen, uh, we keep you up to date with uh, those stories and, of course, all the breaking stories as they are happening on our website at uh, techcentral.ie. Uh, check it out. Uh, that's our show for this week. Thank you, Niall, for keeping us up to date. Uh, remember, you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily news letters and more at our website techcentral.ie and of course you can listen to us each week online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra next week uh, from myself Dusty Rhodes 
Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend and remember, wash your hands. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.